Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. Well, it doesn't matter where you are in this world. Everyone is currently experiencing the effects of this coronavirus, uh, and not just in the health area, but also in the financial sector in which it is affecting. Uh, I've got friends all around the world, talk to different people in different countries, and everyone's experiencing the effects of it. There's lots of fear. People are scared. Uh, we have gotten messages from, from people all over the place. And it's interesting that people that just don't know God, and I'm talking about people far removed from Him, uh, you know, people that don't go to church, never read their Bible before, they're freaking out and, and truly scared about this thing. And even talking to a lot of Christians, there are a lot of Christians that are scared right now about what's going on. And it's just really interesting to me because I'm not hearing right now a lot about what Jesus would do. I'm hearing, you know, different scriptures used in the Old Testament and, and in the New Testament about how we should respond to different people and our government and this and that. But I'm just kind of blown away in one sense. I'm not hearing a lot about what Jesus would do and how he handled situations. We're just not hearing a lot about Jesus right now. And so I wanted to take a few moments and just look at the words and actions of Jesus, especially when it comes to uh, using his authority and dealing with demonic attacks, uh, which I truly believe that this is against our our people, our country, uh, against the church. And so let's take a moment and look at Mark chapter 4. And this is a story about, and this is a real true story, the story about when Jesus uh, was on the boat and dealt with the winds and the waves, dealt with a storm. You know, we're, we're dealing with a some things personally that's going on uh, in our lives and taking some authority over some attacks that's come against us. And I, I know it's, it's absolutely demonic. And uh, before this happened, the, the Lord had really been pulling me to this story about Jesus dealing with a storm and dealing with his authority. And uh, I'd been just kind of looking at it. And you know how it is. You, you read about something and you're just kind of drawn to it. You know, you're reading your Bible and, and the Holy Spirit just begins to draw you to it. And that's your sign. There's something there he wants you to get. There's something there he's wanting you to see. And so I've been spending some time this last week just meditating on this, this passage of Scripture in regards to Jesus dealing with uh, the storm and then subsequently dealing with the madman of Gadara. And just using his authority and looking at how he handled himself. And so uh, I want to talk to you about this subject right here in Mark chapter 4 and verse 35. It says, on the same day, on the same day when evening had come, Jesus had said, let's cross over to the other side. And when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was and other little boats were also with him. In verse 37, it says, a great windstorm arose. 
and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? And then Jesus arose and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And then he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now let's go back to verse 37. It says that when they were in the boat, all of a sudden a great windstorm arose. Now you have to remember these guys were fishermen. They knew the sea, they knew the weather, knew how to handle things. And so I don't see them just uh, intentionally getting out there knowing that there was a bad storm approaching. And when you begin to look at this, you find out this, this was a demonic attack because Jesus was on his way over to deal with the madman of Gadara. And if you look at it, the madman at Gadara, he was actually controlling that area of the country, that countryside. No one could cross through there. No one could do anything. Because uh, if you read the rest of the story, you find out he was filled with over 6,000 demons, a legion of demons, over 6,000 of them. No one could tame the man. So Jesus was headed over there to release this man, to deliver this man. And what it would do, it was going to take away Satan's stronghold in that area. And so Satan sends this great windstorm. And notice that it says it's a great windstorm. The, the Greek word for great right there is the word mega. This was a mega storm. Uh, that windstorm, it could also be uh, translated or described as turbulent, a, a hurricane, a cyclone. Like this wasn't just a little bit of wind. This was a massive, massive storm that came out of out of nowhere. All of a sudden, this was a demonic attack. It says a great windstorm arose and it was it was filling into the boat. But notice in verse 38, it says Jesus was asleep. Jesus is at rest in the midst of a mega storm. He's asleep. He's at rest. And in verse 38, the disciples come up and say, hey, do you not care that we're perishing? Well, obviously, Jesus wasn't at care. or You could say he wasn't fearful. He wasn't scared. He wasn't anxious. He wasn't stressed out. He wasn't full of care. He wasn't at care because he's at rest. He was asleep. And they said, don't you care? So obviously, they did care. They were in worry. They were, in, they were uh, anxious. They were stressed out. And they said, don't you care? You got to realize that care, care is worry and worry is unrest. Obviously, these disciples weren't resting. <laughs> they, they were not uh, at care. They were at, or they were they weren't at rest. They were at care. They were they were freaking out. And they said, Jesus, why aren't you know, you can put it like this. Jesus, why are not you acting like us? Jesus, why aren't you looking at this situation like us? And you, know, you can look at this situation going on right now with this virus that's going around the world. And people would look at it kind of the way that they look at uh, people like you and me. Don't you care about this virus? Don't you care about the severity of this virus? Don't you care about what it's doing to people all around the world? Don't you care? I mean, I've gotten that question plenty of times. Don't you care? What's wrong with you? Have you lost your mind? Don't you see the seriousness of this thing? Don't you see that all these people are getting infected? Don't you see what's going on? Don't you care? And it says that Jesus, he arose and he rebuked the wind and he rebuked the sea. 
And then he says, it says, peace be still. And this is interesting. I was listening to Rick Renner. If you don't know who Rick Renner is, he's, he's a phenomenal Bible teacher. And he's considered one of the, one of the, the great uh, Greek scholars around the world. And he was talking about this particular verse right here. And he says that in the Greek, when, when it says that Jesus said, peace be still, actually that word peace, it would, it would really be translated like this. As if you put your finger to your mouth and went, shh, be quiet. So he said, essentially what Jesus did, he put his finger to his mouth and he looked at the wind and said, shh, peace be still, peace be still. And it says that the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And then the guys looked at him in verse 40 and says, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him who can this be you see the world should have a different response than the church and the church should have a different response than the world the response of the church should not be the same as the world why because we should know who we are we should know what we have what we possess we should know our position in christ we should know the authority that we have So therefore, when the world is at care, the church should be at rest. But if you are worried, you are not in faith. If you are concerned, you are not in faith. If you are stressed, you are not in faith. If you are at care, you are not at rest. If the problem is on your mind, then you are not at rest. You are not in faith. So you could say it like this, that, you know, when Jesus, he was asleep, he was at peace, he was at rest, and he was the one that got up and rebuked that storm, rebuked the sea, rebuked the wind. And he looked at the disciples and said, why are you so fearful? Why do you have no faith? You could say it like this, that the storm that you can calm is really the storm that you can sleep in. If you have no rest in the situation, then you have no faith in the situation. And if you have no faith in the situation, you can have no authority in the situation. Again, notice the correlation. Jesus is asleep. Jesus stands up, takes authority over the the situation, and then looks at them and says, where is your faith? And contrast that to the disciples who are freaking out and comes up to Jesus and says, don't you care? Why are you not worrying about this like we are? And yet they had no authority. Why? Because they had no rest. And as a result, they had no faith. They had no faith. And so you could say it like this. There's no such thing as true faith that isn't at rest. Or you could say it like this. That faith that isn't at rest really isn't faith. It's unbelief. Or you could say it's worry. But if we're going to get very real with it, it's unbelief. It's unbelief is what it is. But I want want to continue to look at the the actions of Jesus because if you continue going on with the story after he calms the sea, stops the megastorm, they go across and uh, he delivers the madman at Gadara. And when they come back, when they come back, then uh, Jesus is met with a guy named Jairus. And uh, Jairus, he was one of the rulers of the synagogue. And he comes to Jesus in Mark chapter 5. And in verse 23, he said, My little daughter, she's lying at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her that she would be healed and she would live. 
And so Jesus uh, goes on with him and they begin to go on their way. And that's when Jesus is met by the woman with the issue of blood and she stops the situation. Uh, Those of you that have read the story, we know that she reaches out, touches him. She's healed. If you've never read Mark chapter five, I encourage you to read Mark chapter five. Read Mark 4 and 5 and see everything that's going on here. But I want to spend time looking at this situation with Jairus. So after this disruption by the woman that had the issue of blood, after she gets healed, uh, in verse 35, it says, While Jesus was still speaking to this woman, a man came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, from Jairus' house. And he said, Sir, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher? any further. And in verse 36, this is so important because in verse 36, it says, as soon as Jesus heard the word, as soon as he heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. Or you could say, do not get at care, only believe. Do not get a worry, do not get stressed, do not get anxious, only Believe Now, remember, we, we saw with Jesus in the boat, the only storm that you can calm is the storm that you can sleep in. If you are at rest, you are in faith. And if you are at rest and you are in faith, you can use your authority in a situation. But don't ever think you're going to use your authority, your authority in a situation if you are not at rest. You're not at peace about the situation. See, I found this, that mastery, it has no nervousness. Mastery has no nervousness. Why? Because it knows the outcome. And you see with Jesus, he had complete mastery in these situations that he was dealing with. And and, and the reason I wanted to look at the story with Jairus, because you see this issue of fear crop up. And yet, in our eyes, it is a very big situation because you have a girl that has just died and Jesus is going to raise her up. And yet Jesus at walking with complete dominance in his mind over this situation. And he is exuding confidence and exuding dominance. And there's no care. There's no worry. There's no concern. He looks at Jairus and says, do not be afraid. Do not be anxious. Do not be stressed. Do not be fearful. Only believe. Why would you not be afraid? Because fear, it is the result of the unknown. Fear is the result of the unknown. The only reason you get afraid about something is because you don't know the outcome. You don't know with with surety what the outcome is. But I found that with Jesus, you see absolute mastery and dominance. And again, mastery, it has no nervousness for it knows the outcome. Because fear is the result of the unknown. Fear is the result of the unknown. And so you see Jesus on his way. And as soon as he hears those words, he immediately turns around and says, don't be afraid, only believe. It was like a cat jumping on a mouse, like because Jesus understood and he recognized the moment you get out of rest is the moment you get out of faith. And Jesus needed Jairus' cooperation in this. He needed his agreement in this. This wasn't just Jesus storming in and doing something. He needed Jairus to agree with him on this. And he said, shut your mouth. Don't be afraid. Don't get out of uh, rest. Stay in that place. Just stay in faith. Only believe. 
And so in verse uh, 39, Jesus come up and he says, why is all this commotion and weeping going on? The child's not dead, but just sleeping. See, Jesus had a different perspective on the situation. And again, you and I as believers, you and I as united with Christ, filled with God himself, flooded with the very life and nature of God, sent from heaven, born out of heaven, born from God, sent into this world, we should have an absolute uh, 100% change in perspective, a difference in perspective than the world has. We should see the problems differently. We should respond to problems differently. Why? Because we know something that the sinner doesn't know. We know something that the mere earthling doesn't know. Why? Because we are birthed and born and sent from heaven. We should see things from a different perspective, and therefore we should have a different response. And so Jesus sees it from a different perspective, and he treats it just like she's just sleeping, like it's really not that big of a deal. And well, they ridiculed him, but Jesus turned around and put everybody outside in verse 40. And then he walks into the room and enters where the child's lying. In verse 41, it says, he takes the child by the hand and he said to her, little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl arose and walked for she was 12 years of age. It's interesting that you don't see Jesus walk into the room and look at Peter, James and John and the parents and say, okay, let's spend some time fasting and praying. No, Jesus had dominance over the situation. He had mastery over the situation. He understood his authority uh, in these type of situations. And that's an area that you and I need to do. We need to spend some more time understanding our authority. And that's one thing that the Lord has really led me back over to in the last uh, few weeks is spending more time looking at my authority. You know, I've been spending a lot of time over the last two, three years really just meditating on the life of God that wonderful substance, that wonderful spiritual eternal life that's that's on the inside of me and exudes on the inside of me. But the last few weeks, he has been leading me back over to study more about my authority that I have in Christ and that there's some situations uh, that we need to rebuke and we need to take authority over. And so I've been meditating and dwelling on those things. And so that's why I want to spend a little time today looking at this with you because these are some things that I've just been dwelling on. But you don't see Jesus putting on some big show and trying to make something happen. You see him walk in with dominance because he was at rest. Remember what I told you. Mastery has no nervousness, for it knows the outcome. For it knows the outcome. And fear is the result of the unknown. And so that's why you have so many people afraid right now, sinner and saint. They're afraid because they don't know uh, what could possibly happen and the reason they're afraid is because they don't they don't know what they have they don't know what they have but if you look at jesus you see complete mastery and you see jesus always at rest even in the midst of a megastorm he's at rest even in the midst of everybody else freaking out and crying and and so disturbed and you see jesus walking at rest walking at rest. Remember what I told you other, earlier, there's really no such thing as true faith that isn't at rest. A faith that isn't at rest, well, it's not faith, it's unbelief. And so I want to give you two scriptures right here uh, to help you out a little bit when it comes to staying at rest. See, this is something you and I have to do. This is our responsibility. 
And this is something that lies on our shoulders. We must stay at rest if we are going to be in faith. Isaiah 26, 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace. You will keep him in perfect rest whose mind is stayed on you. Well, that's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? How am I going to stay in perfect peace? Well, my mind is on him and not the problem. My mind is on him and not the issue. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 through 3, one of my favorite passages of Scripture, says, Set your mind on the realities of heaven where Christ is, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Notice he says you have to do something with your mind. You have to do something with your thoughts. You set your mind where? Not on the problem. Not on the financial crisis, not on the virus. You set your mind on the realities of heaven. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. See, when you're looking at what's real in heaven, when you're looking at the will of God in heaven, when you're looking at the responses of Jesus and and the perspective of God on the situation, it will give you uh, mastery. It will give you dominance because you'll see things differently. And because you see things differently then you will respond differently. And when you see things differently and you respond to see to to things differently, then you will get different results. And friends, I'm telling you, the world is looking for a church that will finally get different results than them. Because for the world, normal is not working. For the church, normal is not working. We need to be abnormal. We need to have a different response. We need to get different results. We need to begin to rely on the supernatural equipment and the supernatural tools that God has given us to represent him and manifest heaven on the earth. Let me remind you, friends, the storm that you can calm is a storm that you can sleep in. And no matter what the situation is, no matter what is going on, no matter how dire the circumstances are, even though a thousand fall at one one side and 10,000 at another, if you will stay at rest, if you will be at peace, if you will not take any worries, not take any cares, not take any concerns, not be freaking out, if you will stay at rest, then you will dominate any situation that has come all around you. The storm that you can calm is the storm that you can sleep in. If you can sleep in it, if you can be at rest in it, then you've got authority over it. And you can can exert your faith and absolutely change the situation in your world. Well, friends, I trust that that blessed you. That got me fired up right there just going through and reminding myself of some of those things. Hey, if you haven't been to our website, chadgonzalez.com, go there, check it out. Uh, we've had a lot of people signing up for the Healing Academy. Take advantage of that. We've got the prices lowered. We want everybody to be able to take advantage of that. And remember that all of the uh, the monies that come in for the Healing Academy, those are right ar- turning right around, and they are used to fund our world missions. We have several trips coming up for this summer, going to Kenya, back to Nairobi. We're going to be in Bogota, Colombia for a healing conference, and we're also in the process of translating several of these books. So take advantage of the Healing Academy. Also, we are giving away a free uh, ebook version of our devotional Think Like Jesus. So if you'll go to the website, chadgonzalez.com, go to the store and put uh, Think Like Jesus into your shopping cart and then use the discount code THINK. 
Use it in all caps, T-H-I-N-K, THINK, and that will give you uh, the ebook version of Think Like Jesus for free. So go to the website, take advantage of that. Check out some of the other things that we have going on. Also, if you haven't uh, checked out our social media, YouTube, Facebook, stuff like that, go check those out. We're constantly uploading with new videos. Share those with your friends and tell people about the Supernatural Life podcast. I so appreciate it when you leave reviews and you share that on your social media. It really helps us in getting the word out. Well, God bless you, my friends. This is going to be a great year. It may not seem like the year started off great, but I'm telling you, we're going to flip the script on this thing. We're going to take advantage of it, and we're going to win even more people to Jesus and manifest Jesus in an even greater way as the world is looking, a world of darkness is looking for some light, and we will be the light in this world. Remember that in Christ, we always win. We'll talk to you next month.